0: So you um, (laughs) saw the Overcast uh, app for the iPhone? I did. It's a podcatcher. What do you think of it?
1: Well, I, um, it's very nice design, kind of simple, uh, clean, uses the color orange and gray, which kind of reminds me of CNET colors. Oh, yeah. Um, I was poking around. I was finding some good podcasts that I actually wanted, and then I realized I was looking at it on your phone, and I shouldn't download podcasts to your phone. Um, one thing I noticed when I was kind of scanning, and I a title sounded industry, you can click on it, and a little pop-up menu like shows a description, but it cuts it off at a certain character count.
0: Okay.
1: And it goes like dot, dot, dot. But it's annoying because, like, sometimes it will stop, like, mid-word. So you have to actually click on the title. And it pulls from, like, the paragraph when you kind of had to scroll down. So I guess it would have been nice to either to communicate that better. So I don't like things being cut off, like, mid-sentence. I would want to know, as a, a podcaster, like, the pop-up bubbles really only X amount of characters.
0: Well, I guess this would be a good time to get feedback to the developer, too, because the um, uh, the app is pretty new. Uh, it uh, might be a slightly crowded market, but, uh, you know, like, I do think there are a lot of niches for um, good apps.
1: Yeah, and you can't even click on the dot, dot, dot. Like, I wouldn't mind the dot, dot, dot right there. But now you make me close out of that pop-up window, try to figure out how to read it, go, I guess I'll click on the title, get to the article page, or like, you know, the about page of the podcast, and then you're scrolling down. So it was a little bit, I saw how long it was, but the text, there was a lot of text. So it's not like I expected it all to be in a little pop-up window, but maybe not cutting off the word and having the dot, dot, dot in the pop-up bubble link you to it because it was it was interesting they had a yoga podcast 20 minutes of of yoga which i thought was pretty cool yeah
0: i think the directory feature is pretty good in the sense that the search seems to work for the for the stuff that i look for but the ones that were in my in mind there, like it was mainly just i uh Imported uh, from a different podcast app from Instacast.
1: Yeah, see, I'm all about curation. So I liked, they had, um, you know, Apple's top podcast. They had health. They had some categories at least. You know, I like when people put together like suggestions and recommend when apps, when people, but, you know, the people building the apps put together recommendations and other things. So you can. You know, find things that you like. And I'm guessing maybe it's also based on what you're already listening to. Because there's just so much out there. You know, that it's nice to have something served up to you. Which is kind of what I was talking about with Amazon. There's so much stuff on Amazon now. I can't even think about what to search for.
0: Because, yeah, the menus are meaningless because they, you have to go so many levels deep to get to an actual product.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll even type in something like jacket, and then it'll be like, do you want to look for jacket in these 17 categories? And I'm like, why do I want to look for jacket in video games? But I don't yeah, know, maybe there's hot. a jacket, you know, the Ripper or something. I don't know, you know. Or, you know, jacket home and garden. Anyway, it's one of those things where I get it. It's good, you, but you have to be, like, really specific. You can't really, like... I don't feel like you can really browse on Amazon, per se. You know. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. You know
0: what I mean?
1: What's a joke? Amazon. <laughs> Is that what you're saying with that uh, soundboard?
0: Well, uh, so, uh, it looks like you've discovered a, uh, a website.
1: The, the lamest website in the world, everybody. Plagiarismtoday.com. I don't recommend you go there because this person sounds like they're not a very fun person. The tagline is content theft, copyright infringement, and plagiarism. And content, copyright, and plagiarism are all bold. This means business. And plagiarism today is kind of a riff on, like, an old newspaper title, right? Newspapers, something, something today. You know, there's gazettes and, um... Free Press and, you know, all those... F- there were a lot of really fun names for the paper. But um, plagiarism today, to, to me, means you think there's always going to be plagiarism in this world and you're just going to fight it. So, this is not the kind of person like, I would invite to, like, a dinner party.
0: Did Today, I mean, that's an even more bold claim than Big
1: Week. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's it's like a daily thing that plagiarism is happening, and it's so fucking bad that there's a website.
0: I wanna know. I wanna. And they
1: have a Facebook page, I, I, I a Twitter know. profile, uh-huh, a Google Plus account, a YouTube page. They have email subscribers and they have RSS subscribers.
0: Well, of course, you gotta you gotta use all the channels, especially. And this
1: person says, "I am not a lawyer." Like that's the first thing you say. <laughs> Who are the biggest assholes on earth? Lawyers. So he's like, I'm not the biggest asshole, but I'm the second biggest. He says, I am just, I hate people who use the word just. You don't even need that word. I am just a legally minded webmaster slash writer frustrated with the plague of plagiarism online and doing something about it. So, did he, if he was having his very own, um, you know, Law and Order episode or something, this would be the part where we, like, go back in time and look at his childhood and... Anyway, that said, today, ha, pun not intended, plagiarism today comes through for us because they have some information that we want to know as podcasters, and that is... Five public domain Christmas songs and five that aren't. So the funny thing here is this wonderful Plagiarism Today site is going to tell us five songs that we can use for free because they're in the public domain. One of them that we're interested in is Jingle Bells, and you'll hear why in a minute. But because it's plagiarism today, there's got to be a fuck you. And the fuck you is five that aren't you're gonna read these five songs you're gonna wish that you could play them and they're not in the public domain why are you gonna tell me about this maybe just in case i don't you know find it why don't you just give me the good information plagiarism today but no so here's the five that are not in the public domain number five frosty the snowman wait this isn't or is no these are the ones that are not not in the public well, domain.
0: Okay, so all right, that's so, not in the public domain. So not something that can be the people no. allowed to do anything they want with copyright wise. Santa right? Claus is coming to
1: town. It's nearing the end of its copyright. Oh, well, right.
0: Those are kind of like those were pop culture songs from yeah, like uh, seventy years ago or whatever. Yeah.
1: Have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's because it was in a movie. Meet me in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised it was it. Yeah, that one's been around forever, right? Like, yeah, that that one's not going, but it's not going anywhere because the copyright lasts a long ass time.
1: The little drummer boy again made famous in the Sound of Music.
0: That's from The Sound of Music. That's yeah. that's a really annoying song. Like, I, I, um, I. It wasn't very There's like a lot of Christmas the carols one, I dislike, uh, but that that one's among them.
1: Um, and then White Christmas. So. Please get those out of your head. Now the ones you can use: "A Little Town of Bethlehem," oh. <laughs> and "Toyland," which I'm not familiar with. Okay. "Silent Night," that's a that's a, a classic. Yes. "Jingle Bells," woo! Wow! And "Deck the Halls," la 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 la. That's a good one. So, on that note, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. <laughs> so, plagiarism today does have a little bit of a heart. Plagiarism today is going to be taking some time off for the next week or so. However, I'll be around many of those days, handily consulting work and last minute details. Who cares? I'll also return next week to do my usual year end wrap ups and other articles. Am I plagiarizing <laughs> by <laughs> quoting him? <laughs> I hope not. Um, so I guess we'll put plagiarism today in the show notes so you can check this out. And um, now we want to play public domain song, Jingle Bells.
0: And I don't know if it's that simple. For example, the performance of it might subsequently be copyrighted. The, the The composition and the performance are usually two different copyrights, meaning that we would have to find a performance of it that was from like 70 years ago or more. Not just a... You know what I mean? Or we'd have to perform it ourselves, which I'm, I don't really...
1: However, don't it's know. long that's since it. fallen out of copyright, and it is available to be freely copied and performed.
0: Copied on paper and performed by school bands, but...
1: Why can't Jiggle Cat perform it?
0: Oh, yeah. No, you're right. We're fine. That's that's right. I'm I'm kind of looking... I'm not looking at the, the whole uh, big picture here. My bad.
1: Do you know that um, it was originally titled "One Horse Open Sleigh"?
0: Well, that yeah. Think I about mean, how
1: different it would be if, you know, they went with that. Just like Seattle, oh, what, what what it would have been called? What?
0: Duwamish <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Is the long running classic Jingle Bells, aka one horse sleigh on a night with some snow and stuff. Or whatever. I guess there
1: has to be snow for the sleigh, right?
0: Right. (laughs) Well, uh, you're listening to the Pacific Pelican 64 podcast with me, Dan McKeown.
1: And me, Jessica McKeown.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me. And uh, you can find the show notes at the website. Uh, The website's kind of moved around again, but you can still get to it by going to pacificpelican.us slash 64. But uh, the website's now at djmcloud.danieljmckeown.com slash 64. um, You know, you can get links to the podcast on iTunes, and you can also listen to it on the web. I uh, have uh taken some podcasts uh actually about I think about 39 of them be, uh because I I kept track of them with uh pinboard bookmarks uh I made uh 10 different videos they're uh vertical videos in the sense that they're like uh they're podcasts but they take certain subjects so it's like a It's like a cross-section of of, uh, podcast topics. So one of them is about books. Another one's about Cleveland. Another one's about uh, Michigan State. And, you know, so uh, one's about Twitter. One's about Facebook. Because we had all those discussions about social media. So it goes to all the different things that we talked about. And, uh, you know, uh, there's one um, about uh, the uh, gun culture. And so... You know, uh, many times on the show I had, uh, you know, um, played, uh, you know, soundboard, uh, s- soundboard clips, like... United States is based on guns. And, you know, uh, uh, there, there's this, you know, there's this, like, 20-minute video on YouTube of, like, of us discussing the the gun issue, which a lot of that's very serious. And then, you know, there's, a, there's us, like, you, you give a lot of insight in the social media ones. So there's one about Twitter. And, uh, you know, there, there's a Books Part 2. So, so far there's ten of them. And there's a link at the, at the show notes uh, so you can uh, go to the playlist and, uh, and, and see the videos. So usually the, the, the video part of these uh, is the artwork, for the podcast, but sometimes I mix in uh, other photos or other video clips, uh, to kind of illustrate it or, or whatever. So, you know, to enhance it, whatever. So you can check that out and you can find other links, uh, uh, to stuff we're talking about at the show notes. So just go to pacificpelican.us 64 and look for podcast 141 and we're recording on December 12th, 2014.
1: So, uh, SantaCon, which is basically a bunch of people dressing up as Santa and getting drunk at bars, and we've right. experienced lots of weird Santa stuff, and they're already starting to pop up, right?
0: Yeah, they work around Golden Gate Park and places all, uh, all, uh, through the holidays.
1: Yeah, so, I guess it's this coming Saturday, so what's that Tomorrow. And usually they announce the bars along the bar crawl route um, on social media, like, one at a time. But this year they released all the bars at once. Um, And they said it was to create the lowest possible impact on the city. Because I guess there's been, like, a lot of protests there going on. Um, But they said organizers urged participants to only go to the establishments it designated as part of this year's bar crawl. They also asked participants not to linger in the streets when moving between bars. Because remember, didn't we see that fight of a bunch of Santas in the snow in New York? Uh Okay, so then um, it says, um, (laughs) quote from the organizers, if a venue isn't on this list, it's because they don't want you there. (laughs) Please move around throughout the day from venue to venue, but spend most of your time inside, not on the streets. Holy crap. People, I mean, this is getting out of control.
0: I know. They're basically telling them.
1: But. Okay. You are an (laughs) alcoholic. What's happened is people are saying that the Santa Con people get too rowdy and they get really drunk. And, you know, it's there's 32 bars. You know, there are people that try to get to all of them. They've also hired um, a famous civil rights attorney, Norman Siegel, to watch this year's festivities. I mean, that is crazy. And they're thinking about changing the events format. Um, but isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. SantaCon. And I think maybe in San Francisco, I saw that it was canceled. Like, like they canceled Halloween because San Francisco is such a bitch ass city. And they're like, we're just going to cancel the holiday. And I know Halloween is a bigger deal. But um, I think they just canceled it. They're like, fuck it. No, you can't do it here. Now, of course, at San Francisco, they're still going to have people running around as Santa. But, you know, the cops will be out in force. Watch out. <gasps> Dude, what if a Santa gets shot? If a cop shoots Santa, it's going to be like all out craziness. They've already shot so many people and young black men to be specific. But they shoot a lot of people and they're just murderers.
0: Yeah, there's been a rampage um, by... The, not just the law enforcement authorities but by the uh, uh, prosecutors by not pursuing charges uh, in uh, yeah um, in the Michael Brown case and also in that that recent uh, uh, choking case uh, Garner yes and that's
1: in New York and that's part yeah. of Santa kind of saying that and then there's the one in Cleveland
0: yes and that was uh, That was a child who was shot by a
1: Cleveland officer. Yeah. So shit's going down, people, and it's getting crazy. And if the cops shoot Sienna, I don't know, that'd be a war on Christmas. Speaking of war on Christmas, have you seen or heard about Kirk Cameron's Bring Back Christmas? But what is it called? I don't know what it's called. It's something like Um, so horribly... Horrible that my brain just rejected yeah. it. There's still that...
0: that save that,
1: Christmas! Is it Save a, Christmas? I don't know.
0: It's a trumped up um, Christmas industry where they're selling people bullshit. You know, I mean, all they have to do is... Turn on the TV! And, 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 and you know, all the stupid um, uh, 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 Fox News hosts are selling that crap to The whole, like, selling people books and stuff. Based on how Christmas is under threat, Yes. Like, why are so many people buying those stupid books about how it's under threat? Then, like, it just gets like it's such circular logic. It's not. It's you know what I mean. That's the problem with with engaging it on a, at any level. There's no real point to any of it.
1: Yes, and apparently, he's. It's gotten really bad reviews. Which, I mean, is that any much of a surprise? I mean, you know, he used to go to a church near where I think my grandfather might have been. Well, your grandfather
0: was in Hollywood, so I guess a lot of uh, those people, the kind of what, uh, showbiz people would go there. Because he was on some sitcom in the 80s. Uh, right, like, um, okay, so here's the, not, okay, so, so this is a great, this is, this is a really good, um, this is a rich vein, let's put it that way, um, and it's not just Christmas, and it's not just Kirk Cameron, but, like, this right-wing Christian kookery that he's connected to at different places is extensive, and, um, like, I just went to the Christian Nightmares blog, where they have a post, that says Kirk Cameron and Ray Comfort on how to witness to gay people, and it's just, like <laughs> absurd, you know, bullshit. But like, uh, the video's been taken down, you yeah. know. So, so I the, the the someone posted it on their blog, but like usually on that blog on Christian Nightmares, uh, they on uh, Tumblr.com if you're if you're looking for them, they they uh, they, they tend to post third-party videos. So. Um, let me see though if I can find that on YouTube, right? Because like YouTube has a long memory for this kind of crap, and I know there's, I know there's stuff on there. Um, like he's done all sorts of this stupid uh, Christian propaganda, you know, all that, um, you know, all all <laughs> that stupid agenda.
1: Um, it has the lowest rated movie on IMDb. It's thirty two percent. <laughs> I kind of want to see it though. I just, I'm just—I'm so curious to just to. What are people watching and what are they saying and what are they doing? This is going to be a you know, a propaganda. It's propaganda.
0: These idiots! You want to hear these idiots talking about atheists? There, I found this on on YouTube. This is Kirk Cameron. That nothing created everything.
1: <laughs> oh god. This is the compelling subject and the title of a new WorldNet Daily my TV co-host and best-selling author, Ray Comfort. Now, of course, what everything should? creating everything is a scientific impossibility, but that's what an atheist believes, and when he's confronted with his belief, it becomes an embarrassment to him because
0: it shows that atheism isn't intellectual. Are you mentally
1: Ill? It's the very opposite. However, Atheist Professor Richard Dawkins isn't at all embarrassed to admit that he believes that nothing created everything. In yeah. his book, The Ancestor's Tale, he says this: The fact that life evolved out of nearly nothing, some ten billion years after the universe evolved literally out of nothing, is a fact so strange. that are you, are you that I doing this? to attempt words? Why to are do you justice. doing this, sir? Watch now as Ray Comfort Reasons with some atheists about their beliefs. Thank you again! Nothing. You it has to
0: come from something? It has to come from something. Alright, well, there's no point. They're, they're making the same. He made the same stupid arguments already, which doesn't make any sense. Like, these are these, are, these you know, it's this kind of like, how would you describe it? it It's a little bit smug, you know it's it's kind of churchy, but like you said, it's propaganda
1: mm-hmm it is, and how did he get it made like how? This there's is and there's deep
0: pockets. Okay, here's the, I don't know the exact funding for him for this project, but think about this. It's it's not your typical Hollywood funding sources, sure. But there's this whole parallel universe. How did that whole evolution theme park? Wait, it's not evolution. What am I saying? It, it, the creationist theme park in Kentucky. <laughs> remember, like there was that whole thing. It, it, it's like you know what. That whole thing got funded by a lot of donors that like both small money donors and I think a few big money donors too all these like all these kooks all these like uh scam artists like you know what I mean the whole thing is like a big fundraising thing of course like like you remember the Crystal Cathedral like those people like they end, the family ended up fighting over the money and stuff hmm. <laughs> I think they had to sell it. I think the Catholic Church bought it up. Uh, like, the Orange County Diocese had deep enough pockets. And they're like, hey, that's a that's a neat little, like, you know, toy. We're going to buy that. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just shows you the whole thing is very mercantile. Um, yeah, it's called Creation Museum. It's actually, it's in Pittsburgh, Kentucky. And, um... They also have that that whole that Holy Land experience thing in uh, Florida, in Orlando. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: That's right near the highway. So my grandparents, like, um, uh, I mean, my grandparents are cool. So of course we're going to Disney World, you know. But like, but like they <laughs> <laughs> they they live on I five um, north and east of Orlando. So. They live on the um a little more on the Atlantic side of Central Florida than the uh the Gulf side. Mm-hmm. And so to get down to Orlando you gotta go kinda kinda west and kinda south for a little ways and um you go through downtown Orlando and just at the edge of downtown Orlando and this is I was this is twelve years ago when I was there last, but uh right there are signs, you can practically see into the whole thing, and I think it's expanded since then, that whole creation experience, museum, whatever thing, which has like the guys dressed up like Jesus that they love to interview for those like uh, documentaries. you know anytime they do documentaries about right-wing Christians, they love to get the one of the guys that plays Jesus at one of the museums. <laughs>
1: oh gosh. I mean you see Disneyland but then your parents turn off to what is it called? Uh, uh, Creation uh, uh, World? That's so sad.
0: I I mean that's a that's what happens, yeah. Um Both are
1: fantasies though. <laughs>
0: crea- it's it's they call it Holy Land Experience in um in uh in in Orlando. <laughs> but they call it Creation Museum in Kentucky. Mm. Um yeah it's his but um, I'll tell you what I'm not sure if the creation museum if if one of the people behind it, but i think it I think one of the people associated with it is uh Ken Ham, and I think that's the guy that that's the idiot that Bill Nye kind of stupidly agreed to debate do you did you hear about that like Bill Nye, the science guy, the like t v uh comedian? Who talks about science. Uh, he... Is he yeah. funny? Here's the thing. Like, I'm saying that he kind of came up through comedy. I, I don't know. I don't know that he's... But but I, as far as I know, he's also uh, like an engineer or something. Like, so I I think, you know, I, I think the guy knows some science, too. I, I think he knows a good deal of, like, science. But but I do think he's also been around, you know... I mean, he's been in showbiz, too. You know what I mean? But, so... so Yeah, I think, like, uh, I think he's kind of done uh, all that stuff, but, but, um, it was pretty, pretty dumb. Yeah, Ken Ham. There's all this whole stupid, um, there's this debate. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those ridiculous situations, because you agree to debate the utter illogic and nonsense of a creationist, and you try to use, uh, like, a scientific, logical viewpoint to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... And people are... They're just going to, like, circle back to a couple canards. They're going to, like, massage the audience with, like, things that, you know what I mean, dumb people think are are home truths or something. And then you kind of, like, you deflect, like, with, like, quibbling about details. Anytime they bring out a big argument, you... You quibble meaninglessly with details. I mean, I don't know. There's more, probably a little more to the strategy, but that's about it, right? Like, yeah. And then so like here, like, here's these, here's these, you know, morons going at it. Let's see. Why? Why is this? In our culture. Uh, oh, so he's Australian too. In, in being indoctrinated to believe that creationists can't be scientists, I believe it's all a part of secularists hijacking the word science. I want you to oh, make... Oh, oh, really Basically, so that, I mean, what else do we have to hear right there? So, so, think about it. Like, unless you're yelling that the whole time over him, you're giving the guy a form. You're standing on the stage, and he's spouting this... You can hear just that stuff he's saying. He's just tort... He's taking con- basic concepts. He's torturing them. He's, 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 he's you know, make, making meaningless chatter... And, right. and and then and then he's taking up airtime and 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 kind of like comforting the stupid in the audience, which is like basically his home floor. You know, I think they did. I think they might have done it at that Creation Museum. I'm not sure, but I think it was a pretty fr- friendly, like kind of home crowd. And and I mean, come on, with Bill Nye, you know, it's like the guy. The guy probably you know like. I don't know if he really thought through. I mean, I guess it was a PR thing for him, too. But I don't know if he really thought through the implications. But you stand up on stage and you aren't, like, sh- yelling, like, you know, for shame the whole time over the guy, then, like, it's too much for him to, like, share with them. Right. So you tell me clip art <laughs> is going away?
1: Yes. Um, Microsoft is going to remove clip art. Now, I don't know if it's from its next release, or if one day you open up Word and you're looking for a group of businessmen shaking hands and you can't <laughs> find one, they might just like, you know, do it overnight. But, um, Clippy, the paperclip, the super helpful paperclip, might I add, always full of brilliant ideas about things you might want to do or try. Right. Popping up all the time. A
0: lot of people remember Clippy.
1: And, um, that might be a good Halloween costume by the way, like a dead clippy. Zombie clippy. Yeah, you know, like broken, bleeding. So yeah, they're getting rid of it. Now, I didn't read the story far enough to see if they were going to replace it with something, because stickers are really popular right now on social media. You know, kids can't even type anymore, they just throw up a sticker.
0: Now, Let sti- them
1: do the, you know, talking for them.
0: Yeah, and, and stickers are somewhere between uh, emoticons and uh, animated GIFs, right? Yes. I, I don't know. They, they're they somewhere okay. in that messaging they're, um, continuum.
1: They're, they're a decent size, um, hence like the sticker size. If you ever collected stickers as a girl, you know, and you get those sheets and you keep them in photo albums. And, you know, they're a nice little kind of sticker size. But some of them also have some movement. I particularly like these Hello Kitty ones. There's this one where she's just flipping an egg. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, on social media, it gets to the point where it's just so crazy. And you, you know, what can you say these days that somebody's already said something funnier than you? So you reach into your art pocket and you get these cool little stickers and you go,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess for, like, sentiments that people, that a lot of people have, it's a way to express them. I mean, you know, I, I guess there's a, there's a line, like, you know, like, instead of typing the same thing that everyone else is typing, you can, like, post a sticker. On the other hand, of course, people, uh, should, uh, you know, I don't know, there's kind of a line between people using these two, uh, uh, are, articulately express themselves and people just using them as kind of shortcuts to, um, communication and perhaps thus shortcuts to thinking.
1: Yes. You know, and it'll be really interesting to see how that, um, picture art communication world evolves, which is why it's interesting that Microsoft is taking this out because I'm wondering if they're like, look, people just go on the internet and type in, you know, uh people sitting at a business table, and they just steal images off the internet yeah, so, for their PowerPoint presentations.
0: Not, not, you not,
1: know? Yeah. like so
0: Exactly. Now, that's where they're most commonly used, right, is in PowerPoint presentations. And as someone who, who has uh, experienced both inside and outside of the uh, uh, corporate world, uh, you've seen a lot of uh, that kind of... Uh, work on PowerPoint presentations, right? Where they're using, like, (laughs) two-bit clip art instead of finding real resources to add to the presentation.
1: Well, I mean, I think these people consider them real resources because they are integrated into the program. Here's the thing. Microsoft has let many people make fools of themselves for years by providing this clip art. Mm. You know, like, they've allowed the... uh, the horrendous baby shower stork gift things to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. posted up yeah, all over right, the office. Yeah, right. Because people just use that
0: same business software suite to post their personal um, event uh, yes. flyers.
1: You know, they they have... of uh, They are perpetrators of borders around things.
0: And,
1: uh, you know? Yeah, unnecessary
0: thing. Uh, pseudo-decorative borders. Yes, that's, that is a bit We're of a gonna, plague.
1: If you go into Apple and you go into their Pages document, they've got a couple of templates set up. You know, yeah. um, uh, real estate, blog... Yeah, I actually resume. think... I keep opening that up wishing there was more and better ones. Like, who the fuck is a real estate agent? But anyway... Yeah. That doesn't already have somebody making their little signs for them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean. for sale by it's owner. It's a really but... good
0: thing to search for that I haven't done is see if there's a community of people that basically just have pages documents that they save. Because the nice thing is the templates can be, like, shared as just pages documents, Well, right? that's what I'm
1: going to do because I took one and I modified it and I made it into a recipe template because that's what I was looking for. And I went on Microsoft and I went on um, Pages and I looked for, like, a good... Uh, recipe template, and you know there there's not a lot out there so, so you can make
0: a good one and then share it you know what i mean like that would be that would be cool too like if you go through the the work of making a really nice one you
1: know. yeah because again everybody thinks recipes are like home country cooking and like when i type in a recipe card i don't want a little four by six i'm not going to print these out people no They're like can you, you give me something in the digital space yeah, that i can create right you don't want like, like a, a tiny share.
0: pdf or something you want like a, an actual uh web resource something yeah. that works with the current yeah
1: so, I guess I'll have to read in a little bit further to see if they're going to come up with anything um, to to fill the hole, to fill the gap, but I think they should, I, I, I would, because I think that would be a shock, unless they can get, like, data and numbers, and they have surveys, and they say, like, have you used these following Microsoft products and features in the last 12 to 6 months?
0: Or maybe, or maybe they just track users, uh... Use anyway on the apps. Yeah,
1: maybe they do. Well, and I, you know, they're trying to move to the cloud, or they—I don't know—if they've already moved to
0: the cloud. They—they—they've kind of had a kind of uh, slow move to the cloud. Um, although their Azure product, I guess, is—is—is is, is like a, I—I I think more of a cloud server product, and that has uh, some uptake. But as far as their Office solutions. Like they have that OneDrive thing, which is like a competitor to iCloud Drive or to Dropbox or whatever, right? And or to Google Drive. Uh, but they and, and so people can share documents with that. I I guess like I haven't used it, but but then they also have uh, this thing called Office 365. Now, mind you, it's not like the Xbox 360. It's Office 365. Just just point that out. Those are both Microsoft brands. Uh, a- anyway, uh Office 365 is an online or partly online, uh, Microsoft, uh, uh, Office product, but I really, I'm not sure exactly how it works. Like, I think there's kind of a, like a, a licensing model that is kind of one of those convoluted, uh, setups that, that Microsoft, uh, you know, comes up with. So I'm not sure how it works, but I guess I have heard that there, that, uh, Word and, uh and, uh, maybe a few other Office applications have been released for iOS, and they're, like, partly free no? No? no. So I, I, but, 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 you know, when I'm using, um, an iPhone to create, uh, I usually, uh, I very often use Drafts, and, uh, Drafts, uh, has a new version, I think, uh, Drafts 4, and, uh, it's, it's like a new app, you know? So there's the old one, uh, which you can keep installed, but you can uh, upgrade to this new one. And it's from the developer that goes by the name Angel Tortoise. And th- th- this is, like, really one of my favorite apps. And the new version, while it took me a little while to get used to it, and it actually I waited a few weeks to even get the new version, I, 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 really, I really like it. Uh, it has the sharing feature. You know, I mean, this is a, an app that you can just create with you you open it up and it gives you a uh, keyboard and a screen and you just type and then once you're done you can decide do you want to post this to twitter do you want to save it to evernote do you want to make a text file in your dropbox with it and there's like you saw there's a lot of other options and what do you think about the new version when you in the quick peek you had at it
1: I don't know that I saw the old version all that much, and I've never used either version, but it looked really nice and sleek, and there were a lot of options, but I like that you could delete them. Like, so, you know, if you don't ever want to post anything to Facebook, then you can just delete that. Um, I, I'd also like to see, though, how things work, because I know a lot of times when you try to go from something like that into another party, especially social, a lot of, um at tags and the hashtags and everything don't always work or stay or the links you know so are you finding do you post to social from there
0: yeah if like, if you're going to write something uh, It's it's a good place to start Because, like, sometimes I start writing something And uh, I decide not to post it to Twitter Or, you know, something like that Like, like uh, so I can just save it to Evernote So what I do is I just go in there And I write So, of course, like, the links That's another uh, question But I will say that it, handled, it In my experience, it's handled text very well. You know, there are a lot of complexities to handling, you know, uh, text, Unicode, all that stuff. Uh, but from yeah. what I've uh, seen, it does it really well. And uh, it has... Uh, you know, the ability to, you know, work really well with with text files. And it also has these integrations, these kind of iOS URL schemes so you can share with other apps. But now that iOS is more open, it's easier to send it to a lot of different apps anyway. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, joining me on this uh, podcast, Jessica. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, if you want to find the... uh, information about the show, go to djmcloud.com podcast. And if you want to see the YouTube uh, videos that I was talking about, you can go to my uh, YouTube account, youtube.com user slash Pacific Pelican. And Jessica's website is at jessica.sf3am.com.